Like any 17-year-old, I wanted to move out and have all the fun and adventure that comes with going off to college. But would going off with some of my best friends to one of the colleges that would accept me right now be the right choice for me in the long run? Was the quality of education worth the financial strain? My dad is a brilliant man who has a master's degree in engineering, but he did not travel a conventional educational route in school, and thus he never believed in the top school or bust philosophy that has only gotten more popular with parents. While he would have made it work if it had been my choice, he was against me applying to a four-year college. His idea was that I should live at home, save money, go to community college, and then transfer. As practical as his plan seemed, I saw this path as a failure compared to others. I began to wonder what I would be missing out on and how the mistakes I had already made were going to negatively impact my future. That weekend, I went over to my friend's house for a party since her parents were out of town. Everyone was talking about what colleges they were off to and how excited they were. There was a paper cutout of a pig with wings dangling from the light fixture over their kitchen table. This Lewis Carroll quote was scrawled on it in pencil. The time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. That poetic gibberish contained a lot of magic for me. Aside from a talking walrus and a bunch of whimsical nonsense, the poem seemed to be telling me that it was time for me to believe that pigs could grow wings, that unreasonable, fantastic things could in fact happen. In that instant, I felt a deep sense of hope and realized that I had to stop wondering what I would be missing out on if I didn't follow the paths of my friends. I had to believe that my own path, starting with community college, might be the best thing that ever happened to me. I saw clearly that I needed to worry less about how I was failing and wonder more about what I was capable of and about when and what I was going to do about it. It was as if, in that moment, I realized, of course, it was not too late to do something bold with my life. I was just going to have to come from behind. I knew that the path I was choosing for myself was not going to be easy or ordinary, but I was going to make it worthwhile. That moment, I made a decision. I was cracking down and turning things around. I was going to go to community college, seriously bring it, and see where that took me. I was going to stop playing a victim to my circumstances and seeing my future as a product of my past. That was the first of the many times since in my life when I've come to see that whenever I stop focusing on what I don't have in comparison to others and just focus on working hard to deserve what I want, I can change my life in the most extraordinary ways. Turning it around and cracking down. So I enrolled in Glendale Community College in 1990, the summer I graduated. What was I waiting for? I had a lot of catching up and saving up to do. I took a full course load and worked 20 hours a week waiting tables as well as filing at a law firm. Those who go straight to a four-year school may think community college is not as hard. That is not the case. Some of the teachers I had there, like Stephen White in economics, were better teachers, in my opinion, than some of the most prestigious professors I had later at Stanford. There are also those who think community college is full of slackers. That is actually only half true. Classes were a lot less crowded after the first few sessions because some students dropped out, many with the excuse that they were too busy or couldn't afford it. Yet, many others remained there, proving that getting an education was something so important it could be done alongside putting meals on the table, but only with extraordinary effort. In those classrooms, I met immigrant parents, like one father of three who took an 8 a.m. econ class, rushed out to get to his job as a janitor, then went to a second job, and finally came back to school for the 8 p.m. accounting class. 
I met many single mothers who worked odd jobs, cared for multiple kids, and earned their degrees at night. I met people who were the utter opposite of slackers. And it wasn't easy competition. Especially in Glendale during that time, the classrooms were filled with adults who had degrees in other countries but were getting recredentialed in the United States. My math and science classrooms, in particular, were filled with Armenian doctors and engineers. The sheer will and grand diversity of these students taught me two things. Brilliant people are everywhere and look a million different ways, and success has many different starts. To do my best, I would go to the free tutoring center, where I would get help on the subjects I needed to spend extra time on to get an A. I remember one tutor in particular who helped me on a daily basis. I would walk in every day and sit at her table. Hello, it's me again, your best customer. After taking Macroeconomics 101, I fell in love with the subject. Gone was the tardy class-ditching loser. I was now the eager beaver.